listener production. Wall Street finds its footing following yesterday's inflation-inspired downdraft. And Aussie shares expected to open higher on Thursday ahead of jobs data. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Thursday, the 15th of February. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, I don't know about you, but I'm quite impressed about the way the US markets have regained their nerve after yesterday's sell-off. It was a considerable one. It's always very telling to see how a market behaves the day after an event like that. As we speak right now, we've got the Dow Jones ever so slightly negative, down 0.1 of a percent. The S&P 500 up by a third of a percent. The Nasdaq up by a half of 1%. Uh, bearing in mind, of course, that yesterday we had the uh, three indices finished down by about 1.4%. Yes, we did see the 30-stock Dow Jones lose more than 1% yesterday. It's worst day since March 2023. And the S&P 500 and NASDAQ Composite also slumped more than 1%. So to see Wall Street regain its footing today was encouraging. Of course, investors remain on tenterhooks, particularly around the inflation backdrop. There's a lot of uncertainty there. We've seen a significant repricing of interest rate cut expectations. In fact, markets are now in line with US Federal Reserve's expectations for three rate cuts this year. Central to that improvement where stocks are concerned is the moderation that we've seen where interest rate markets are concerned. So those hotter inflation numbers yesterday sent interest rates skywards. Uh, This day, they are down uh, as far as two-year government bonds are concerned. So the yield on a two-year treasury down by uh, about eight basis points to 4.56%. And a two-year is down by about six basis points to four and a quarter percent. So essentially half of the gains that we saw yesterday have been recovering. Yes, we did see the 10-year US Treasury yield get up to 4.332%. Earlier in the session, that was the highest level since December the 1st, but it has backtracked. And we heard from Chicago Fed President Austin Goolsby, who said the Federal Reserve's path back to its 2% inflation target rate would still be on track even if price increases run a bit hotter than expected over the next few months. And the central bank should be wary of waiting too long before it cuts interest rates. And that sent yields lower. So what this tells me overall, Ryan, is given the way that stocks have behaved in the last two days, uh, the markets are prepared to just chance their arm a little bit when it comes to the interest rate slash inflation picture. With those interest rates down, we have seen the tech sector lift on the back of that. We've got the NASDAQ up by 0.6% as we speak. We've seen NVIDIA briefly overtake Alphabet's market capitalization, and that's days before the posted child of the AI boom is due to report its fourth quarter results. We've got NVIDIA shares up 1.2%, while the Google parent shares lost 0.1%. Mega cap Meta platforms and other chip stocks like advanced micro devices and Qualcomm gained between 2.2% and 3.1% due to those rate sensitivities. We also saw Uber jump 11.7% to notch a record high, boosted by a $7 billion US dollar share buyback plan. And what about Lyft, Tom? Well, so this is a curiosity. The, the other morning after the market closed, we saw Lyft shares in after hours trade just going to the moon and there was nothing um, that obvious about it. But 
they've had the very awkward situation thrust upon them where they've had to re cast their reports. We did see shares of the ride-sharing company soar more than 60% after its report first came out and it showed that its profit beat estimates and it would generate positive free cash flow for the first time this year. They put an extra zero. There was an extra zero. They fat-fingered it. So the margin expansion they had originally was 500 basis points or 5%, which would represent a massive increase for a business that has struggled to turn a profit. And then they came out and said, sorry, it's actually 50 basis points, 0.5%. So the shares were up 60%. Now they're up by about 30%. They've lost about $2 billion of market cap on the back of this. And perhaps a little bit of uh, credibility as well in the process. So let's just quickly switch focus to what's going on in commodity markets, because that's important when you're seeing this type of uh, interest rate volatility. So Last night was an interesting space in the energy sector, Ryan, because you had the Energy Information Agency in the United States come out and describe a much bigger than expected inventory build when it came to US oil stocks. So this is regular reporting that we have from this group. They tell you exactly what the state of play is when it comes to stockpiles of uh, oil, refined products like diesel, jet fuel, all that sort of stuff. Man, that was a big build in oil inventories. Yes, so US crude inventories jumped 12 million barrels to 439.5 million barrels last week. That far exceeded analyst expectations for a 2.6 million barrel rise as refiners slowed activity. So the key thing around here is that supply jumped. And of course, that weighed on the US oil NYMEX price. It's down 1.4% to 76.77 US dollars a barrel. This happened a day after... OPEC came out and said its monthly report that global oil demand will rise by 2.25 million barrels per day in 2024 and 1.85 million barrels per day in 2025. The forecasts were unchanged, but what it suggests is that demand is picking up, but this counteracts somewhat the discussion around supply in the US. I'll tell you what else it counteracts. It counteracts the, uh, OPEC and their position when it comes to constraining supply if they're upgrading their demand forecast, but it's not the first time there have been inconsistencies in their communication. Yes, it was counterintuitive. And what was notable last night, if you look at Europe, for example, we did see the miners slip 0.5% in the commodity space in terms of the sector there, hitting a a near four-month low. So we could see Aussie mining shares under some pressure today on the back of this. We did have gold futures down slightly by 0.1% to 2,004.30 US dollars an ounce. The other thing to talk about just quickly with Europe overnight. We did see a bit of a rebound there with the FTSE Euro First 300 index up 0.5%, but it's the UK where we saw the action. The FTSE 100 was up 0.8%, and that's after the Bank of England reported that inflation was steady unexpectedly at 4% in January. That defied forecasts for a lift of 4.2%. And on the back of that, we're seeing a repricing as far as the Bank of England's concerned, a 72% chance of a first reduction in interest rates coming in June, which is amazing considering that the inflation target's 2% (laughs) and core inflation was unchanged at 5.1%. It's an amazing, we've got an election year in the UK, so the pressure is building. It is. And I suppose, you know, as we have said uh, from uh, time to time, one of the big risks this year is, you know, hanging your hat too much on what central banks are saying might happen, or indeed the commentary around uh, interest rates. This conversation around interest rates uh, is quite difficult to dial in at present. So uh, the other thing to point out uh, just quickly uh, is that today is an important day 
uh, in economic terms on the local front. We've got the release of the unemployment report, Ryan. The expectation from a market's perspective is that we will see 25,000 jobs added to the economy and an unemployment rate of 4%. Bearing in mind, previously we had 3.9% as the unemployment rate, and there was a big fall in employment last month. Commonwealth Bank's actually expecting employment to rebound by 40,000 in January, partly retracing the surprise 65,000 decline in December. And if combined with the modestly high participation rate, near record highs of 66.9% as we expect, the unemployment rate could edge higher, as you say, to 4%, which would be a two-year high. But be mindful of the fact that January is always a particularly volatile month for Australia's labour market, where workers typically move between jobs, they leave the labour market, or they take holidays reducing hours work. We have seen this in the past, and with those lockdowns that happened between 2020 and 2022, that's had a big impact on the seasonality of this data from the Bureau of Statistics. We've seen that in the last few months, so we could see some variable outcomes over the next month or two. As far as a company reporting today is concerned, it's a long list of organisations that will be presenting their numbers, including Goodman Group Origin, Telstra, West Farmers and Whitehaven Coal. The futures are pointing to an improvement of around a third of a percent at this stage, so the spies up by 25 points. So uh, the ASX 200 did quite well yesterday. It was down by as much as 1.5% in early trade, half that loss essentially to be down by 0.7 at the close. The Aussie dollar uh, is benefiting from a bit of a moderation in the US dollar overnight. So it's put on about half a US cent, right? It's done pretty well. It's trading at 64.9 US cents. So a lot of wood to chop today in terms of um, information from the market. May it serve you well. Have a good day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.